Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. This morning I'm going to preach on something I have never preached on before because it's kind of a scary text. Story of the Ascension. And the Ascension is scary because we don't, we don't think that we live in a Copernican uh, cosmology. We don't think that the earth is the center of the universe and that, that there is such a thing as up being good and down being bad. What we've figured out along the way is that there is no such thing as up. There's just away from here. <laughs> all kinds of different directions that that lack any kind of clear understanding. But the people of God used the cosmology that made sense to them. They used language and thought forms and concepts that worked for them. Just as the Lord does that for us today. And so when when we read about Jesus rising up into a cloud and disappearing. Well, that made a lot of sense to them, but for us it makes, well, it just sounds sort of primitive. But if we look beyond merely the nature of the way it is presented to us and look to the reality of what the ascension means, then it can begin to make sense. The ascension occurs 40 days after the resurrection. Of course, the resurrection changed everything But in that 40-day period, Jesus kept showing up to his disciples and to other people. So there was that that presence of Jesus, this glorified body that was not entirely physical, but it wasn't entirely spiritual. And and it was in that status that Jesus appeared to the disciples. And I wonder if sometimes when they were meeting together, they would say, gee, I I, I wish Jesus were here. And then here he is. we don't know, but it was an, an odd time in between. But here, as presented by, by Luke, who gives us both an ascension in his first volume of Luke, as well as in his second volume of Acts, is his account of the ascension. Hear the word of God. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gifts He promised, as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore the kingdom? And he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and and they are not for you to know but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people 
about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud. While they were watching, they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly appeared among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. John Donne said, unless you enthrall me, I will never be free. Sometimes I think that's what it takes is for us to be enthralled by the reality of God, enthralled by the, by the risen Christ. And one wonders, what, what really has changed in our world? We've been at this for 2,000 years, and has the church really been enthralled so as to have the kind of impact that, that we might have? There were three instances this week that were rather surprising to me. In each instance, two people were, I mean, there was just harsh reactions that didn't, didn't seem to make any sense. Two of them involved me. <laughs> One, I was going to my neighborhood and the gate wasn't, wasn't opening and the, the guy in front of me was backed way off and I just tapped on my horn thinking that he hadn't gone far, up, uh, far enough up to open the gate. And some guy in a truck yells at me, using obscenities and everything else. I'm a complete stranger and he's yelling at me this, like this. I just said, knock it off. I was at the grocery store and I had, I, you know, Publix, you know, they call themselves Christians, but then they do buy one, get one of ice cream and stuff like that. So I, you know, and I, so I had, I had that little hand cart and I got, you know, Klondike bars and, and uh, was walking out and I, somebody backed up and I stepped to the side to go around and my basket just barely tapped the guy next to me who was coming up fast behind. I started making snide comments. I, and I felt, what's going on? And, and I said, you were behind me. Oh, you don't know where you're going. And, I, I, and, and then at the gym, two guys were working out. One guy was one on one of those fixed bars where it just slides up a rail. And the guy next to him was leaning forward to get a weight on the floor. And he was lifting and it hit his shoulder. I thought there was going to be a fight. I thought, what's going on? And I thought, those guys need to go to church. But has the church been adequately enthralled to make the difference? Has church itself been so overwhelmingly impacted by the presence and the power of the Spirit of God that our lives have been changed and are being changed? It's a question. It's not an answer. It's not an assertion. The disciples were waiting, waiting for what this all meant. Jesus is risen, and every now and then he makes an appearance. 
And then he leaves. Jesus departs. And they're looking into heaven, thinking, now what? They were asking him constantly, are you going to bring this whole thing down yet? Are you going to throw out the Romans and get those denominational authorities out of, out of the temple? And he leaves. Now what? And they're told to simply wait in Jerusalem until they receive power, whatever that means. And as we know, there was the day of Pentecost that followed 10 days later, but, but they're in that place where they are just looking, wondering. What does this mean that, that Jesus is gone now? The ascension is perhaps so very necessary for the church really to be the church. Because the ascension means he has ascended, he has, he has been elevated from space and time. He's no longer going to show up in Galilee or down in Jerusalem in the upper room. He has been, he has been ascended from space and time. He is no longer here or there. He is now beyond. And when the day of Pentecost comes, he then is here. The kingdom is the reality that he establishes. And it's not some future reality, it's present now. And it's breaking in from the future that awaits us. But the kingdom is a reality for God's people and for the world. And the reality of the kingdom which is not yet consummated, yet is with us, is, is to be the transforming reality for all of us. We are to be enthralled and recognize the power that God has given to us. And so he says, you now will be my witnesses. Oddly enough, the same Greek word is martyr. <laughs> we, are, we are to be the ones who hold forth and represent Christ. We know the language of the body of Christ, that we are the body of Christ. We are now his representative. And Paul, when he writes to the church in Ephesus, is saying to the Ephesians, you heard him say, meaning the preached word to them was the word of Jesus to them that because we are now his witnesses, when we live and when we speak, the reality of the transforming power of God in our lives, that is Jesus speaking to them. That is the risen Christ who is, whose voice is made real through our voices, whose power is made visible through our simple obedience. And so the Lord tells us, as he said in, in the Gospel of Matthew, speaking of John the Baptist, he said about John the Baptist, there's never been a greater man than this ever born of woman. 
But the least of those in the kingdom are greater than he is. That means if the kingdom has been made real in our world and in our life, if it is present and yet not consummated, then that means that we who find ourselves or declare ourselves part of that kingdom, the very least of us are greater than John, greater than John the Baptist, that God will use us. Now, who do you think is the least Christian in our church? Carolyn, don't say Andy. I know you're going to say that. I know you're thinking that. <laughs> now, we, we are all the least. We are all the least. And we know in our hearts that, that there is nothing that qualifies us. But the Lord, nevertheless, because of his enthralling love and his power at work in our lives, uses each and every one of us to speak through us and to live through us. So we may feel so very inadequate to do anything right or good, to say the right word or to do the right thing. The Lord uses us. A dear man in our congregation has shared with me about his grandson getting out of MIT. Remember, recently I referenced the fact that there are Bible studies at MIT and at Caltech, and he said, no, there aren't. <laughs> and that these who are so into the scientific worldview and are so skeptical and so far away from faith, he asked me, what about them? What do we do? And you know what occurred to me? Was it his love for that boy? His tender words for that boy have transforming power. And we may not see it, but the Lord plants through us those seeds that give birth to faith because we are his witnesses. We love with his love and we speak with his words. He speaks through us. He loves through us. And as we act as God's church, the impact is there. A dear friend of mine who has very little to do with church at all, anywhere, came to me and he took me aside. And he said, Kurt, I gotta share something with you. He said, of course, he used to be a Methodist way back when, but he hasn't gone to church in eons. But he said, I'm, I have a dear friend that is a couple, and they asked me to marry them. So I, I went online, and I got one of those ordinations that you can get online. He said, I wanted to share this with you because I felt so silly about it. But the other thing I felt I felt overwhelmed. I felt so honored. I felt that, that I had been touched in a way that I had never been touched in my life. And I wanted just to share that with you.
And I said, of course, I said, thank you. And I, I did tell him, I said, I believe that that is the Lord's touch on you. I believe that God spoke to you through that couple asking you to do that act for them. Your love for them returned to you. And God's love for you touched your heart in a transforming way. So when we talk about ascension, I don't know what happened that day. I'll take it at face value. I'll take it as it says it. I don't believe that Jesus was some kind of a, like a, well, I don't know what. I don't have an explanation. I just take it at face value as it reads. But what I do know is that Jesus had to leave in order for us to be empowered, in order for us to be his presence, his voice, and his love. And he meets us every time we encounter one of the least of our brothers and sisters. And every time we acknowledge and recognize that we are among the very least of our brothers and sisters. You bow with me in prayer. Thank you, O oh Lord, for your winsome, humbling, humoring love. Thank you, O oh Lord, for the great joy that you pour out upon us as a people who know that this is not all there is. For those miraculous events, give us what we need to look beyond this life to the life that you have prepared to the life that will one day be fully known. So we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ who indwells our hearts. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.